Welcome back to Russell Street Replay. I'm your host, Nick Hilmetha, and with me, as always, is Ronald Tooth. Ron, would you like to introduce our special guest for this episode? Yeah, for sure. Uh, big episode, obviously, our first one here on YouTube, so everybody can kind of see what we got going on here. And uh, it's only fitting that for our first YouTube episode, we have an actual Ravens player with us here, one who's having some camera issues at the moment. Oh, uh, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> but uh, we have a former Fort Valley State wide receiver and current undrafted free agent Baltimore Ravens, Shamar Bridges here. Shamar, how's it going? Man? Uh, it's going good. How y'all doing? Appreciate you having me, first of all. But hope everything's going good with y'all, man. It's blessed to be here. Yeah, no doubt, man. Everything's been really good, and it's great to have you aboard, honestly. I remember the time we drafted you, I shot you the DM. I was like, man, it's so great yeah. to have you here. So, so Yeah, awesome. definitely. I appreciate that. I appreciate that for sure. No doubt. So um, I wanted to kind of start things off with a – I saw you do an interview um, a few days ago where you talked about the Legacy Bowl and how yeah. it really gave a lot of you guys sort of an opportunity to be seen by scouts as players and as people. Um, I guess I was just kind of wondering – that day, did you sort of have any in, like indication that the Ravens might have been interested in you? You know, like, did you really hit it off with the scouts, anything like that? Or was the call from Baltimore sort of out of the blue? No, nah, uh, really one of the teams I did talk to uh, at the Legacy Bowl was Baltimore Scout. Um, one of the guys that really pushed for me to get, you know, uh, the kind of get me there. And so uh, we kind of built from that relationship uh, at the Legacy Bowl, meeting him, talking to him. And then, uh, and then it furthered on, and then right around the draft time, that's when we hit back, and we kind of picked back back up where we was at. So it kind of like that's where the, the relationship like developed, and then like closer to draft, that's why I started figuring out the Ravens were really interested. So it yeah. kind of, you know, it was kind of something that started, and then it really picked up at the end. So yeah, cool, cool. I, I guess kind of just going right into minicamp here. Uh, obviously, this past weekend you had a chance to go to Owings Mills, get on the practice field. How was yeah. that? And was there was it uh, kind of a culture shock going from a Division two program to, I mean, walking into one of the most advanced facilities in the league? Yeah, so uh, it was great. I, I had, a, I had a, a good time. First of all, I just enjoyed just being in the NFL, uh, practicing. I feel like I performed pretty well and just, you know, picking up on their terminology and understanding what what the coaches want out of us and what that we you know how they want the offense and stuff like that. And then, of course, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a little culture shock just going from Division two to having anything you want, drink, you know, food, um, <laughs> treatment, uh, indoor practice facility. Uh, and like you said, it is definitely top tier uh, class organization. Like just being in there compared to, you know, like even like some other teams, like man, all the like the locker room and everything is just beautiful. So uh, it was amazing. But I wouldn't say like a shock in a bad way. It was just like a dang, I'm here. Like, so I'm gonna enjoy it, and it was it was it was a blessing. It was I loved it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you arrived when you when you first walked into the castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like a castle. I guess that's what because when we pulled up, I was like, dang, this is a this is a facility. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and then like I was like, wow, this is amazing. It just made me like it kind of gave me a little emotional moment because I know I I went through a lot to get here and uh. And it was, it was just like, man, regardless, I'm just going to enjoy it, have fun, and go hard. And uh, I'm here just, you know, try to take advantage of my opportunities. And so how was your, how was your initial experience with rookie minicamp? You know, the Ravens signed a, a few big body receivers. Obviously, you're one of them. Um, yeah. And they have a reputation for really caring about blocking and special teams. So how do you kind of, you know, how do you plan to stand out among the receivers they've already signed? 
uh, just lock in special teams, lock in on those things. Like you said, you know, do the dirty work, uh, be willing to do the dirty work. Uh, I know that, you know, like I said, it, it, that's what's going, what's, what's going to take. And I want to be with the Ravens. I want to just be in the, you know, I want to be in the league, but of course I want to be with the Ravens. So whatever it takes to stay, that's what I'm going to do. So just lock in with the special team coach, lock in on playing that, uh, and do whatever the team needs and, and being mentally, uh, available and strong enough to, to pick up on the offense in any way that they could use me, you know, uh, availability is the best, you know, in the league, whether it's health or just being able to understand the offense. So uh, just being able to, you know, come in there and try to pick up as fast as I can and, and be willing to do everything that, that isn't glorified, you know, like the other than the catching and stuff, all the other dirty work, I'm willing to do it. So that's what I'm trying to do to stay here. So, yeah. Nice. Love that attitude. I'm sure a lot of the fans love to hear that too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so I, I was kind of wondering, and I promise this isn't a loaded question because I know everyone gets asked this <laughs> and then you see the quote, so-and-so is the next so-and-so. But, but right. if you could sort of like, is there any player that you really sort of modeled your game after coming up or, or a guy that you really kind of, you know, strive to be? Now, of course you strive to be yourself, but just right. in terms of on the field, is there anyone who really influenced you? Yeah, I mean, like, I like to pick up games like um, like a game like um, my Mike Evans, you know, big guy, can run, make big plays. I, I love to watch Keenan Allen. I love watching Brandon Marshall. There's a lot of guys that are technique sound, big, uh, you know, Brandon Marshall run at the catch type of guy. So I, I really like to pick up on everybody, you know what I mean? And, like, Jerry Rice is an inspiration for me um, because him coming from HBCU and being, you know, you know greatest receiver, uh, so just I just like to watch from everybody, but of course I like to pick up on the big receivers that kind of are similar to my game. And and then when I get there around the vets, I'm trying to pick up on all them that's been there before me. Just anything I feel like I can pick up on anybody, defensive wise, all that. Just try to pick everybody's brain, so I could just try to be the best me and try to you know uh, I guess get all the potential out of me that I can. So yeah. So speaking of kind of picking people's brain, you know, this is something that's been a topic of conversation among the Ravens fans for a while. Their, their new wide receiver coaches, past game coordinator, uh, T. Martin and Keith Williams. What was kind of your early experience with them in minicamp? Oh, it, it was great. It was real great. I've already had talked to Coach T. Martin uh, right before the draft. And then I got to really meet him in person when I got there. And uh, man, he's a great dude, a uh, really cool guy. He just really helped simplify the, the pass game and, and the, 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 the terminology and Really, all the coaches and um, I got like a great vibe from them. Just that that little time there, the Ricky Ricky camp, you know, they treat you like pros, like and uh, just you know, being there with those guys, they they try to just help. They just try to help, like you know, the terminology and simplify it so you can understand it. And you know, they definitely, I I I enjoy being around them. I think it's gonna be a good time. I'll be able to play for them. Yeah, they seem like they have a lot of, you know, interesting drills and kind of different ways of, of yeah. doing things than, than you see kind of traditionally. Um, right. Kind of going back to your college experience a little bit, what was kind of your, if you could pick out one or maybe a couple of your favorite moments, favorite, excuse me, favorite plays in college? Uh, some of my favorite uh, moments was like when we played a uh, first game of season, we played Tuskegee on ESPN. You and that was a big game, just being on TV like that. I made some good plays, a touchdown, a, a big catch over the middle. So that was big. I feel like uh, after the COVID uh, 2021, we had like a similar, like a small like spring season. We played like two games. And the first game we came out, uh, the very first play since we played since 2019, I had like a drag and I took it like like 60 yards. So that was real memorable because we just went through a whole time with no season, not knowing who was going to play. Uh, and then I think my third, I would say, 
is my first touchdown in my first game at Fort Valley. It was a home game. Uh, I had a fade route um, in the right corner end zone. So uh, definitely those are some I would not, you know, I would never forget. There's a plenty of them, but if I had to narrow it down, I'd probably narrow it to those three right now. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how satisfying that drag taking it to the house right oh, after man. COVID must have been. Yeah. That must have been crazy. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't really take, I didn't take it to the house. I was real close. So I don't even want to ah. lie. I don't want to lie. It was close, <laughs> but it, it, but it was. I took it to like the, I don't know, under the fifteen, under the ten. So like the next two plays, we wouldn't score. But it was like that's how I did feel like being gone from football from two thousand nineteen and. The 2020 season got canceled. You know, small school, we didn't have the funds to do the testing and do all that stuff. And then we came back to 2021 season, the very first play, we like, nah, this you going to start it off. And it was that feeling like, yeah, I'm here. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm not going nowhere. And I'm uh, just, you know, from that game on, it was just like I felt like a even better player. And that was like a great feeling. So, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, and while we're talking about your, your college career here, I guess I was just kind of thinking like, do you feel any sort of pressure as, you know, a D2 undrafted guy coming in to sort of like show out and show that, you know, these D2 guys do deserve a chance in the league and that they can compete with the best? Nah, I, I don't really have a, I don't feel like as much, I don't, to me personally, I feel like if it, if it's pressure, it's not on about that. It's pressure as far as like, I want to make sure, I want to make everybody at my school proud. I want to make my family proud, that type of pressure, because I know, I come from a situation where my school, I'm the only one in a minute that's gone to the league. And I don't, you know, it's not like a bunch of people, like I'm the only one like in Fort Valley, like that's holding it down right now. So that type of pressure, I want to make them proud. But as far as like that, like what you asked, nah, because it's like, I feel like I come in with the the less, the less pressure, or I feel like the I come in with a chip on my shoulder for me, but I feel like I come in with a, with a, what I have to lose mentality. And it's not like I, because I have everything to lose. You know, this is my career, and I want to play for as many years as I can play. I want to play for if I can play twenty years, I play. I love football. This, I just love football. I don't care about money and say I just love football. However, though, who just being honest, you know, I'm realistic. Who I from the outside world is going to believe I'm gonna be the one that's going. You know what I mean? They're gonna all obviously gonna you know probably put me towards the last just because of the school I come from. So that puts that chip on my shoulder is like I feel like the most dangerous person there is is somebody that feel like. You know, nobody believes in them and, you know, has that, that like, I guess, like, um, like not nothing to lose mentality. So I'm coming in there like, man, look, I done proved everybody wrong. Get here. I know a lot of people may, may people might not think I'm going to go too far from this, but I do. And I'm just going to, you know, work and just let everything work out. But regardless of what happens, like, I, I, I'm blessed. I'm just thankful. So I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's pressure, but it's not really like, just a ton of pressure. Like, you know, like you have somebody that's coming from a, uh, a situation where they're the first round drafted. Everybody's looking to, you know, but for me, nobody don't look to me to be the guy that's going, you know, not saying like the coaches don't, but like the fans and stuff. So mm -hmm. now I'm just like, well, I'm for now for to prove it. And so that's, that's my mentality coming into it. But I, I have my own pressure on myself, but I don't feel like from the outside world, not as much. Nice. Nice. So yeah. uh, when I was doing a little bit of research on you, I saw that you are from Jacksonville, Florida, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, well, as we all know, there's another pretty notable Raven who also is proud <laughs> to show off his Florida roots. I was yeah. just wondering if you'd had a chance to chat with Lamar Jackson at all yet or exchange a text, a DM, anything like that. Nah, I haven't. I haven't been able to, but I definitely can't wait to beat him just because, like, you know, that's – he's a Florida legend. 
So it's like all, all you know, all my friends be like, man, you go you play with Lamar Jackson, you gonna be with Lamar Jackson. That's all I hear from everybody back home. You know what I'm saying? It's just it is crazy, you know what I mean? But I haven't really done that. I kind of just want to meet them like in a in a good working environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just you know, get to know him like that, man. And you know, just get, pick his brain and, and and learn from him, and you know, and just whatever happens, you know, as a friendship, it happened naturally. But that's why I be, I feel like with him, I feel like with people like a a lot of people that's in that locker room. You know, I'm from Jacksonville, so I'm 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 very uh, aware of Calais Campbell, who played mm-hmm. with the Jaguars for some years. Mm-hmm. That's somebody I definitely look to. That's like a, he's a great leader, great dude. I want to pick his brain too, just not only just on and off the field. So. Not only just Lamar, but everybody, but definitely, like, I want to come there and just, you know, learn from him and watch him work. He's a great player. Like, he, some of the stuff he does is amazing. So, I just can't wait to see it in person. Was, you know, was Lamar Jackson potentially getting a chance to play with him? Did that play any factor in your decision in signing with Baltimore? Or was it more just, I like the team, the organization, and I want to play here? Nah, that didn't really play a, 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 a factor. Uh, I think it was just, like you said, the team and the organization. Uh, the relationship I built with Coach T. Martin, like just, you know, we had one call and a couple other scouts I had developed. With. I just felt like this is a great organization with great coaches and just a great history, man. Like when you walk in the halls, you see Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and all these guys on the wall. And I'm like, dang, I'm here playing at the same team they played at, you know. So it's like it's an honor. But, of course, after I signed, I was like, dang, like Lamar Jackson's the quarterback. Like, oh, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really – it didn't really click. I'm like, that's wild, you know. And I'm not really coming from a situation where – you know, I'm Division One, and I'm used to playing with guys that's first-round draft picks. It's normal. Like, I'm coming – I came from Fort Valley State, like, 3,000, like, students. Like, so I'm like, dang, you know, Lamar Jackson, my quarterback, that's amazing. That's crazy. So, nah, I didn't really think to, about it till after because I was just so focused on my own situation. And then when I did it, I was like, wow, this is crazy. So, yeah. And, you know, kind of talking about coming in and joining all the rest of the rookie class, you know, what have some of those experiences been? Have you gotten the chance to kind yeah. of get a, get a chance to know some of the other guys that have joined the team? Um, you know, tell us about that experience. Is it is it like very competitive? Is it a very competitive atmosphere or is it a more collaborative one? Uh, it's been both. Like, you know, it's been competitive and collaborative. Like we're competing against each other, but we know like, you know, we collaborate, like we helping each other out. Uh, and then, you know, at the same time, like we are teammates right now, but we are competing for a spot at the same time. So it's both. But like, including with the fellow receivers I came in with, like all those I got, like we all became real cool, even just within this weekend, just doing stuff together. But we know at the end of the day, like we're all competing. And that's just, that's, you know, that's just friendly competition. You know, I, I wouldn't do nothing like to sabotage them, nothing like that. You know, like I got like, you know, nothing, but it's, they, they cool. Like the time I met them, it was cool, good vibes. You know what I mean? By the end of the day, we're all competing to be the best. Nothing wrong with that. Like, and whatever happens, like we can shake it off. Like, man, like whoever, best man wins, you know? But it, it, it it's definitely been cool coming in there. And, and, and I think that would make me even more comfortable coming in and see how cool and nice and like welcoming people were, uh, rookies and uh, people that's already been there. So that just made my experience there even smoother. Nice. So yeah. speaking of, speaking of the experience in, in, well, it was Owings Mills this weekend, will be Baltimore. Did you get a chance to explore the area at all? Or was it very kind of work-based this week? Yeah, it was all work-based. Uh, we really just stayed near, like, the facility and just worked and stuff. It was really just like a camp, you know, meetings and stuff like that. So it was it was great. I loved it. Uh, I, had a, I learned a ton in those days and really just got to see and, and, and you know, figure out the ins and outs around the facility and, and stuff like that, man. And it was just good just to get to work and really just, you know, what it, what it is to be a Raven, like a little dose of it. And so I, I enjoyed it, man. And like I said, just from the coaches, from the everybody that's there, very welcoming and, and like uh, definitely a, a, a class, uh, A1, like, you know, facility A1, just, you know, organization. 
you know, everybody's definitely just about their business, about winning and the culture. So it was cool. Is there anything in the city that you are looking forward to doing? Maybe, you know, grabbing a crab cake, something like that? Yeah, I don't even I yeah, I don't even know nothing about Baltimore, so I so I don't oh, know. Really? I've never I've never been there. I've never been like nowhere up north. I've never been like I I like it, it's like I was in Baltimore, but it really was like I was there because all we was going from was the facility back to the hotel, facility the hotel. So I didn't get to see nothing really, but some trees and stuff. So like I don't even know really what's going on up there, but I, I would say I would I just want to go see what it looks like. Like I'm from Florida, like you know everything is so much different from where I'm from. Um, and so I would just love to see what the city is like and just, just search around what, what it, you know, what, what, what is Baltimore. So that's going to be my, my cool experience. I feel like just searching the world, you know, and just looking and find new things. We'll get you. We'll tell you the hot spots. Don't worry. Yeah. I've All got right. plenty, I've got, got plenty of restaurant <laughs> recommendations too. Oh yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> so w- one kind of fun question I'm always curious about if you didn't play wide receiver, what position do you think you'd play? Uh, safety. DB, definitely. Did DB you did you sure. play defensive back safety in high school or any of your previous college career? A li- uh, no, nah, not in college, but a little bit in high school, a little bit when I was young. But I definitely played DB. Uh, my my, my pops, well, crazy story. I'll just probably put on it. I mean, I mean, it's kind of big, kind of floating around. But my pops played for the Ravens. Uh, back when I was well, back when like in two thousand one, he had a short little you know stint with the Ravens. He uh, named Davian Swain. He played receiver for Ravens. Ravens right after the uh, Ravens won the Super Bowl and came for Alabama State. And so he's like my – he's my stepdad, but I call him my, like my pops, like my dad, you know, too, at the same time. Um, and, you know, he uh, he's trained me my whole life. And he's trained me receiver and DB stuff. So with that being said, like, you know, I always knew if receiver didn't work out, I would just do DB. So I feel like, uh, you know, if I wasn't playing receiver, I could definitely play DB. Nice. But, yeah. And that must be pretty cool to, to put on the, the same, same team jersey – as a, as yeah. a that's pretty awesome yeah how did that feel for the weird. first time it was yeah it was not it was super weird just because of uh you know like i said my whole life he's always told me because he went to the ravens he bounced around cfl and arena just different teams you know just you know bouncing around and but my whole life i've always heard the stories about he played on the ravens that he was a little bit he had little pieces on hard knocks back then in 2001 so i've seen it so it was just like my whole life you know he's been talking about this and just groom me groom me for this moment you know for what i'm gonna go through right now and then like when it got close to time, I remember him telling him, I'm like, you know, the Ravens been showing a lot of love. It would be crazy if I go to the same team as you, you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then like, you yeah, did. Creepy. And then I ended like, up going, surreal. it was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that was real creepy. Like, he had a real emotional moment. Like, I don't, I've never seen him really cry for her. And that's what he did. And it was just like a, I guess it's just like a, I don't know, God just does things, you know what I'm saying? And just like, I'm here uh, at the same spot he was like 20 some years ago. So uh, it's kind of crazy. And uh, but he was definitely yeah, just to put it on and I sent him a picture of the jersey and everything and being the jersey it was he was definitely like just proud of me, man. So yeah. Nice. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah. Just to, so just before, while we're kind of wrapping up here, uh just a bit of a hard right question. So we've talked a lot about what you do on the field and all that. Yeah. Uh what do you like to do off the field? You know, we'll say a day off, no practice, nothing going on. What does Shamar like to do? Uh I just like the uh I really like to chill. I'm not really a too much just to do that crazy like i either like get on youtube hbo max netflix uh just chill with friends hang out uh you know uh, probably tomorrow like because now i'm right back I'm, I'm in jacksonville right now before we have to go back to baltimore this weekend but like just do stuff with friends like go to top golf or uh we have like a hockey team in the, in the city so we go to you know go to a game or just do something like that i don't like to do nothing too crazy just just kind of like you know just do some fun stuff that's 
that uh that you know that means something that's memorable. But uh, on the time, if I'm just resting my body, I'll just probably kick, you know, kick up, chill, watch TV, you know, maybe play a game a little bit. But I haven't really played a game that much often. So yeah. I love, I love Top Golf. And, and now that you mentioned, I got to ask any <laughs> any movies or TV shows that you've seen lately that you really like. So right now, I've been uh, heavy on the if you have if you all are on HBO Max, uh, the Winning Time, the Rise of the Lakers. Dynasty. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I I, just, I li- right before this podcast, I just literally just finished the, the most recent episode. I love I love that because I'm a big Laker fan, so I watch that. Uh, any any other shows like probably I don't know anything with sports, anything with football. Uh, I watch it, you know. So I, I'm I'm always ready for like the Last Chance You stuff and uh, oh yeah and all those different type of shows. Yeah, so. I'm always into that. So really anything like that. But a lot of times I just find myself just even watching podcasts like this or anything. So, yeah. What's the best football movie of all time and why is it Remember the Titans? Uh, it was definitely <laughs> about to be Remember the Titans. You're right. You got my answer. Yes. It's, so it, yeah, it's Remember Let's the go. Titans. It's Remember the Titans. It's just, that's just a movie. That you just It's self-explanatory. I mean, it's just, it's just – uh, it's just a beautiful movie where you see people coming from different backgrounds coming together. And it just, I think that just speaks volumes to what football is. Like you got basketball, you could be real individual baseball. You could be kind of individual uh, tennis, all, so, you know, but well, soccer team, but football, you have to have all 11 to come together to win, you know? And I think that's what makes, you know, football so, you know, great. And I think the best sport is because it takes everybody, you know, if one person makes a job, mess everything up. And so that's why I feel like Remember Titans, it just shows like brotherhood and being together, including in that time when things are so different. You know, you've seen people from different races come together. I think it was amazing. And it, it has comedy in it and all. So I, that's definitely one of my top three movies of all time. All time Denzel so, performance. All time. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great. It's a great movie. <laughs> love it. Love it. So just uh, so our last question for you. For our fans, the more casual ones who may not be familiar with an undrafted free agent wide receiver, if you could just sum yourself up to those fans in one or two sentences so that they completely know you, what would that be? Uh, uh, two sentences of me? Yeah, just, you know, uh, for, for the casual fan who might not be yeah. aware of Shamar Bridges. Uh, Shamar Bridges is just, uh, you know, uh, residing out of Jacksonville, Florida, out of Fort Valley State University, small division two, and just trying to find my, you know, my way in my career, uh, trying to help the Ravens win in any way possible and just make my way on this team doing everything it takes, you know, doing the dirty work, especially teams, wherever it is. And hopefully over time doing that, I can, you know, you know, move into a role where I can be able to put up numbers and do great things at wide receiver, but whatever that is and, and whatever that time may be, and maybe that doesn't come, whatever I got to do to help the team win. And, you know, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just here to do that. And I got a big chip on my shoulder just to prove everybody that I'm deserving of being in the league. And, and that's what I'm here to do. And I'm just a team player. I'm just here to also enjoy my time, you know, and have fun. You know, I think I don't want to look back and be like, dang, I didn't have fun. I didn't enjoy it. I was so stressed out by everything. Like, no, I'm going to enjoy this. this is, I'm in with the 1% of the country that get this shot to play this great game in a great organization. So I'm just having fun and, and go do and give everybody, you know, our, uh, my all. So, yeah. We definitely love to hear that. We definitely love to hear that. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. It's been such a pleasure to have you and best of luck with the rest of training camp and and rest of the summer with the Ravens. We're excited to see, you know, more highlights of you coming out of camp and preseason games, all that stuff. Yeah. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Jamar. Yes, sir.
So that was a fantastic interview with uh, Shamar Bridges. I really, really enjoyed that. And I love, I love his attitude. And I know, I know a lot of the other fans will too. You know, he seems like he knows what he's kind of in for in terms of what, what the Ravens, the coaching staff usually demands out of their players. But I also love just, you know, he wants to have fun. And I think he knows that this is an organization you can kind of do both with. They, they like, they like enjoying themselves, having a good time and working on football. And he seems to be really excited about both those things. Yeah, he's he's definitely got that undrafted free agent mindset. You know what I mean? It definitely seems like he's ready to grind and work hard and really do all the things that you want to see from a guy that you sign after the draft. So good things to see. And it goes without saying that we are all hoping nothing but the best for him and that he's a Raven for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so moving on to some of the other recent topics that we have in the Ravens, you know, just today we're recording this on May 10th and just today the Ravens signed uh, former Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers and a couple other teams running back Mike Davis and uh, withdrew their offer, their tender to for um, Tyson Williams. So it's the end of the Tyson Williams era in Baltimore. I know it's a very sad day. Ron, what are your initial thoughts on this running back switch up and I guess the general state of the Ravens backfield right now? Well, when we look at how Tyson was used throughout the year, it's not surprising that this was ultimately the move to, to ship him off to greener pastures, I guess we'll say. Um, the Mike Davis move, it doesn't surprise me as much as a lot of people. Uh, it, it seems for a while now that they might not be totally confident in the fact that both JK and Gus will be 100% for week one. So bringing in a veteran like a Mike Davis who might have a little more juice than somebody like Devontae Freeman, as much as we love him, or Le'Veon Bell, guys like that, uh, it, it, it's not surprising to me. And it also wouldn't be surprising to me if we saw him get a pretty substantial portion of the workload in the early, in the early part of the year especially. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd quite go that far. I mean, as it seems like Dobbins and Edwards' recovery is going pretty well. And again, I don't think it's necessarily there's been a setback or anything. Um, but I mean, I do agree. It's just more insurance. You want to have the extra depth early. Um, you know, now they have a really healthy co- competition for running back in the preseason between uh, Justice Hill, Tyler. Uh, is it Patty or Beatty? I believe it's Beatty. Okay. I just don't want to sound like an idiot and say baddie. So, <laughs> so ideally they'll have a pretty good competition between Justice Hill, Tyler Batty and Mike Davis for what should be two running back spots. I actually kind of expect them to add at least one or two more at some point. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are on the roster right now. I mean, even bringing Freeman back to see how he's looking this year. And if he, if he managed to, you know, not lose anything with another year, not, not, not lose anything, but you know, him versus Mike Davis as your, as your vet in the room, which one do you want? Um, you know, Hill, it depends on how he recovered from his Achilles, but again, he's got that special teams that they like. They like him in pass pro. Um, I, I think Beatty's real. I mean, I really like Beatty as a pick. I've been watching a lot more of his film and just seeing a, a good, a good third running back, a guy that you can give the ball to and, you know, not be super, he, you know, he, maybe he's going to break off one or two, but in general can just kind of do the things you want and also can catch the ball really well out of the backfield. I think that's the thing I'm really excited about him for. So it's a fine switch up to the backfield. You know, Williams was going to probably be gone anyway. It didn't really seem like the coaching staff, you know, trusted him at a certain point last season. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the first, or was it the first or the second? I think it was the first, uh, whatever the Cincinnati game was at the end of that one. I think that kind of really sealed his fate in the coaching staff side. 
Yeah, and it, it seemed like, you know, he was playing some snaps on special teams, but he wasn't he wasn't popping. Not the way, like, a guy like Jalen Ferguson actually popped on special teams quite a few times last year. And I think that was part of the reason, along with injuries, but part of the reason why he was getting more snaps by the end of the season. And, I, like, I didn't I didn't hate him. He Like, as far as, like, a backup outside linebacker hybrid defensive end, he's not bad, especially when he can pop on special teams like that. But when Williams – is it contributing in, in the passing game? Is it contributing on special teams? It's tough to keep him in. Um, you know, speaking of the passing game, can, can Jarvis Landry just hurry up and sign in Baltimore? It, it just seems like this should happen. We're waiting for this to happen. I don't know if it's – I would imagine it has to do with the Ravens having to figure out a bunch of contracts at once, signing all the rookies, having to account for two first-round draft picks and kind of clear all that space. But it just seems like a move that is going to happen. So we should make it happen. <laughs> Um, are there any other receivers out there on the market that you would even want other than Landry? I think Landry's probably my number one preferred wideout. I know some people have said, um, well, the Julio train to the, the Julio train will never stop. The Julio Jones to Baltimore train will never stop. But to me, the other options like, you know, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, you know, I know, I know uh, Landry was injured last year, but other than that, he's played every game in his career so far. So I think I'd rather have him than guys who just seem to be older and just a little bit more fragile at this point, honestly. Yeah, Landry's definitely the number one choice, especially when you look at just he he would be he very much kind of fits that mold of the. I mean, obviously he's not as good as like a Bolden was or a Derek Mason, guys like that but he really feels like the one that kind of fits that uh, classic Ravens wide receiver sort of signing. You know what I mean? I mean, I gotta be honest. I'm looking up right now, how old Anquan Bolden was when he went to, when he came to the Ravens Um, because like Landry's got a lot of talent. Like, I don't know if he, like his career projects as Bolden. um, But I also think that, you know, Bolden was, Bolden was 30 when he came to the Ravens. I think Landry could put up some, and he, and he put up 800, 800, 900. He broke, and then he went back to San Francisco. He went to San Francisco and had a couple thousand yard seasons. He was 33 and 34, which is still crazy to me. So he's, he is in a tier above, but I could see Landry coming in and putting up eight, 900 yards in Baltimore in a, in a full season. I could just, as a, as a number two receiver in an offense that still is going to pass the ball quite a bit. They passed the ball a lot more last year. So I, yeah. I just think it just makes too much sense. He fits the ethos. He's a good blocker, all that stuff. And uh, obviously, and- it, it sort of seems like things didn't really end ideally in Cleveland. So he's also got that chip on his shoulder now. Why not go to a team that gets to play him twice a year? Yeah, I've seen those reports today about how they pretty much only were willing to offer him the veteran minimum plus incentives. And I mean, I don't know how he's going to get that much more in Baltimore. Although, again, I wouldn't hate him, hate like a two year deal with him because he is he is a good receiver. I I still think he's kind of underrated, honestly. So hopefully that all works out for the Ravens. You know, if not, it's going to be, you know, someone's going to have to emerge from the pack, whether it's, you know, one of the guys already on the roster, one of the undrafted guys. Um don't overlook, don't overlook the prospects of them going out and just signing like Emmanuel Sanders too. You know what I mean? That's what yeah, I Yeah, but like, what like. is that? Like, what does that, what does that do? I, I don't know what that does for the offense. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that I support it. I'm just saying that feels like the move they would make. He's <laughs> oh, just like, me, I'd he's, love to, I'd love to go out and go get Odell, but I don't think that's possible at this point. Uh, Fuller, I would, 
Fuller is such a weird case because he's definitely got the highest ceiling out of all the guys outside of maybe Odell as it stands now of all the guys in the market. I mean, we've seen him have elite beyond elite performances. It's just a matter of staying on the field. Yeah. And the trouble is like, you know, there's debates about what is injury prone and is that a real thing? And I, it's just not, I think there's higher risk and it's just risk. I don't want to take with a guy like Hilton where, you know, if you're counting on him or Fuller to be like a consistent second wide receiver and, you know, let Tylen Wallace and James Prochu work out of the slot more. And then all of a sudden they just keep getting injured. Well, shoot, why'd you even sign them? So I just think Landry's the option and mm-hmm. it just seems like it'll happen unless he really doesn't want to sign here yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the Sean Jackson. I saw somebody mention that the other day on Twitter and my head almost exploded. Yeah, it's just, I mean, again, it's the kind of thing you wouldn't necessarily rule out them doing. I mean, they said, I mean, they signed Mike Wallace, got a bunch of production out of him randomly too. So yeah, I don't know. You yeah. never, I guess you never, you never, the, the, the one thing is you never really know. Wide receivers can sometimes just kind of pop off. I mean, Will Fuller mm-hmm. could come back have a 17 game, like thousand yard season. Like it's, uh, so I'm very curious to see where they go. Um, some of the other kind of early reports out of training camp, you know, Apparently Hamilton has been really looking good, although that's not surprising. Travis Jones as well. Um, they just got a lot of big dudes flying around catching footballs, um, whether it's Kolar and likely all the wide receivers. Um, it just seems like that that's a huge focus for them in camp. Um, what are some of the other things in, that you've heard out of camp? What are some of the things you're, you're kind of reacting, you've, your reactions to them? Uh, well, the, the big thing for me was when we saw the little video the other day of Kyle Hamilton wearing the green dot on his helmet, uh, that, that to me signified a lot. And I'm not going to read too, too much into it because at the end of the day, it was during the rookies portion of camp. So it's, he's, he's not surrounded by the guys that he's going to be surrounded with come, you know, June and August when they really start getting into the nitty gritty of things. But at the very least, it shows me that and I shouldn't say shows me because it really feels like it was obvious when they drafted him, but they eventually plan on him being sort of the quarterback of the defense, you know, throwing that green dot on him week one or week one. Yeah. Week one of camp really just kind of bolsters that and says, okay, they think that they have their future, you know, signal caller on the defense really going forward for potentially the next, you know, five, 10 years. Who knows? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's like probably in the thinking somewhere. I mean, part of it also like, there's literally no one else in the rookie camp who could have possibly borne the green dot like in, on, de- mm. on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, all sure. the linebackers were undrafted guys. You don't really want to put it on a corner. I guess Demarion Williams is a slot corner, like maybe. But again, he was, you know, a fourth-round pick. Hamilton's the guy. I, I am curious to see if they, like, mix it up at all during the season because I know they have done that in the past. But, you know, it's got to be a guy who's on the field 100% of the plays. And I don't know who on I don't know which guy on this team is on the field 100% of the plays right now other than Marlon Humphrey once he's fully healthy and Marcus Williams other than that I don't know who plays every snap and I could see it being Williams um but if they're planning to play Hamilton pretty much every snap as a rookie which I wouldn't be surprised by and potentially more than they're going to play Clark they're not going to play Clark every every snap then they might give the dot to they might they, they they'd have to give it to Hamilton at that point which I wouldn't hate um I just I really want to see what happens with with Clark Hamilton and uh, Marcus Williams this year, because I think Clark getting the chance to play a different role helps the Ravens in a lot of ways. And I, I don't know, I think he's one of the guys that's better in Baltimore than he will be most other places. I think New York with Wink, he probably 
you know, would do pretty well knowing that defense really well, but I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if he succeeds as much elsewhere. Yeah. Who knows? I, I am starting to become more into more in the camp of, I don't think Chuck is going to be here in September. I, I think that they're going to figure something out and they're going to, you know, figure, do a move that benefits both sides that really gives him a chance to get the playing time that he probably deserves and kind of gives them a little bit of a uh, return on investment, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like he was already putting up uh, cryptic tweets the other day. For all we know, it could have been about, you know, something completely different that we have no clue what it is. But I don't know, just the way it's all sort of aligned, it, it, it it's starting to feel like he won't be here in September. And I hope I'm wrong. You know, I want as much depth back there as possible, but especially with Stevens too, you've got, it's just, it's starting to feel like an abundance of riches. And if you can go flip him for a guy on the offensive side of the ball who can help you this year, why not? Yeah. And I also think you, you don't want to trade guys away just because of a guy you drafted, but you're ready to, if he comes in and he's like, Hey, this isn't working for me. The Ravens will always make, the Ravens have always been the type to accommodate, but I do think they are going to try. I just, I'd be surprised. Honestly, I actually would kind of be surprised. He just, he's, his his connection to the organization seems pretty strong and uh you know i, I don't know do you really want I, I don't know if i'm really super happy with tony jefferson juno stone as kind of the backup safeties because again injuries are injuries are a thing and uh i i think having clark to to operate in a lot of dime packages and have him and hamilton both have that ability to play downhill in the box um i just think that helps the ravens disguise a lot of their coverages and things like that that they're planning to do this season so I, I don't know. I actually think my instinct is that Clark stays in Baltimore this year, maybe leaves next off season when the Ravens are ready to kind of fully hand the reins over to Kyle Hamilton and, and uh, 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 kind of a bit of a new look defense. I think the transformation will be more complete next year. Um, so then do you think Stevens, so do you think Stevens stays at, do you think he goes to corner then back to corner? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty much what Harbaugh has said that, that Stevens is probably going to go back to corner. And I think, you know, again, the Ravens are seeing this kind of a longer conversation about kind of defense, the NFL and how the Ravens are seeing it. But one thing they're understanding is, you know, one, you want versatility guys that can do a bunch of things from a bunch of different alignments. That's something they've always prioritized in their front seven, but you're seeing it more um, a higher priority in their secondary. Now Stevens, Chuck Clark, Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey are all guys that can do play two or three different roles. And I think that that kind of signals that they're looking to have better answers to like, you know, the Bengals, uh, T Higgins, Jamar Chase and, and Tyler Boyd, than just we have three cornerbacks who can match up with you because it's not just covering them. It's also deceiving Burrow and getting pressure on him and, you know, not making it easy to just, you know, pick apart man or zone. I think they just want to look for a lot more flexibility, a lot of different matchup looks and create a very multiple defense basically. So, you know, again, that's just kind of my speculation, but just based on their roster moves and how, how the, how the roster looks as it is, what McDonald's did at Michigan, I just think that they want to be able to come out with, something that's going to maybe be a little bit more traditional in the amount it drops back, less aggressive in terms of blitzing, but I think a lot more deception and kind of more to kind of bring a basketball turn to it, a little bit more switchable have Stevens and Humphrey be able to move in and out of the slot Clark and Hamilton drop down there into the box because tight ends and slot guys are, you know, they, they burn the Ravens as much as guys on the outside do. So 
it's, it's something they need to be, I think, aware of. And I think they are. I think that's why they want to have that flexibility. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, anything else to add? I guess we're really just kind of gearing up for the rest of training camp here. This is really the dead period after draft season. Um, I know we have a couple more post-draft episodes planned, kind of looking more towards future team building. Uh, but beyond that, we're just we're waiting for training camp and the preseason to get here. Yeah, that's pretty much a, yeah the point we're at. Uh, I'm excited to spend spend some more time hiking in the woods over the next couple, couple <laughs> weeks to months, we'll say, while things just sort of die down. You know, hopefully we'll be able to have more guests on going forward leading into the season like we did with Shamar. Obviously, some more of our uh, incredible Russell Street report co-hosts will be, you know, coming on and chatting with us a little bit. But besides from that, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to get to that, uh, that really dead time of year. Yeah, so thanks so much as always for joining me, Ron, and uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in.